the book of Revelation, the third chapter. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing. Revelation, the third chapter, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 14. Verse 14 of the third chapter of Revelation, and I'm going to read through verse 18. The message today is, is the title of it is By of Me. And that's what he tells this, this church and this Laodicean church. He says, And unto the angels of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works. This is Christ speaking. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would there wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable, and poor and blind and naked, I counsel thee to buy of me, that's, uh, that's the title of our message this morning, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of, of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyesight, that thou mayest see. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for your word, Lord. And again, I want to say that if it wasn't for your word, I would have nothing to say. And Lord, I just pray that you'll see fit to bless us this morning, bless those that have come out. Pray, Lord, you'll take care of them. Pray, Lord, for these new converts, uh, a little uh, Kindle, Lord. I pray that you'll bless her and maybe... We'll be able to give her the right hand of fellowship in just a few minutes. Lord, we're just so thankful that she is now a member of this church. And, Lord, I pray for her family and pray that you'll take care of each and every one of them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. <clears throat> By me. Uh, I want to say before I get any further, we welcome you to live streaming from Landmark Baptist Church here in Lyons, Georgia. Pray the Lord to bless you also. We, we've got um, several people that are, I'm getting message, I'm getting calls from people from overseas and South America and everywhere that are listening to this, and, uh, and I pray that the Lord will bless every one of you. Pray the Lord to bless you as you listen. Pray the Lord to bless you as you uh, serve him. Today, even through this live streaming. Now, we want to talk about this this church at Laodicea. Church at Laodicea. Now, Christ is addressing the church at Laodicea. That's we understand that this church was a cold. It was as cold as any church can get. Uh, this church is spoken of as one of the worst churches that the Lord had, but as you'll, as you'll learn as we go through this this morning, that the Lord still called it one of his churches. Uh, that's what's amazing to me. And 
you know, we, we want to uh, talk about how bad churches are and how bad churches get. Well, this church of Laodicea, can't any church get any worse than this church? The Lord said that, that this church makes him sick. Now, you know, uh, that's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the Lord will do for a church like that, but, but uh, I pray that he'll see fit to bless them. And somewhere down the line, they got to be a better church. And, and I, I think every preacher I've ever known has mentioned some time ago, sometime that they pray that their church never gets that cold. Uh, this was a cold church, and it's a church that was uh, just lukewarm. They just they just made it by each and every day. Let's let's don't get like that. The the city this church was located in was a very rich city. This was a rich city, and most of the people that were members of this church were very rich people. The city was noted for its wealth, its wool trade, and its ointment business. And uh, not much difference today, you know, when you talk about the ointment business, you know, the pharmacy is one of the, I guess, is some of the richest people uh, in, in the nation today is those that are in the pharmacy business as such. But uh, this, is, this, was, this was one of their main, attra- main attractions in this city. The church in this city was charged with lukewarmness and self-satisfaction, and um, that's a sad thing, really is, self-satisfaction, when, when you get satisfied in what you're doing, whether you're hurting the church or helping it or whatever you're doing, when you get satisfied in what you're doing, that's a sad thing, and um, I pray that the Lord will see fit uh, to take it away from you. The message coming from the Lord to this church was tender, it was timely, and it was full of mercy. You know, that's what's amazing. You know, we sometimes when people get bad, you know, it makes us bad too, but but this this church didn't make the Lord bad. The Lord the Lord was uh, he was tender in his communicating with this church. He never he never one time called anybody out. Uh, the only person he called out of this church, if you'll, if you'll notice, was the angel. That was the pastor of this church. He called out the pastor. So you can see what a responsibility that a pastor has. If a church gets in bad condition, then the pastor's automatically uh, going to be called out as a result of it. But he was, he was timely in his message to them, and he was full of mercy. He told them, he said, you can, you can, get, you can change. He said, and he, but he said, first thing, you got to buy of me. That's what we're going to be talking about uh, probably for the rest of this message. With all the fanfare in the church and the city around the church, the still small voice of the Lord is seldom heard. You know, the Lord, the people, people weren't listening for that still small voice. And I hope and pray that we can listen for that still small voice. We must always listen 
with that voice as the Lord speaks to his people. The Lord speaks to his people individually. He speaks to them as a congregation, and sometimes he speaks to them as a group. Uh, the Lord speaks to his people, and, um, and he's constantly leading and guiding his people to be what uh, he would have them to be. And, and the title for this message is a very simple one, By of Me. He said, By of Me. Now, what does he mean by this? We're going to talk. That's what. That's the rest of our message. This this was the remedy to restore this church, by of me. Now, through those words, we hear of the need of this church. The Lord always brings out the what what we need, and not not only as Landmark Baptist Church, but He said this church here has a need. He said they can. They can remedy that just by buying of him. What was the Lord asking this church to buy? Well, he sees the nakedness of this church. And and he knows what it needs. He knew the church was ignorant of their own condition. Can any church afford to go without the things of the Lord? No church can afford to go without the things of the Lord. No church can pro- can can progress without the things of the Lord. The wares of the Lord, every church needs. Every church needs the wares of the Lord. Every church needs it. And and there's no church that doesn't. What are they? What are the wares of the church? Well, there is gold tried in the fire. Now, what do you suppose he's talking about here? He's not talking about literal gold here. I know we may we may think that or come up with that. He's he's talking about something else here, a picture or something else, and, and hopefully I can show you what he's talking about. Of course he doesn't speak of real gold, but he speaks of the golden words of the word of God. And that's what they're called. The word of God is called golden words. The psalmist speaks concerning the real word. Here's what the psalmist says. He states, The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. What are you referring to? He's talking about the word of God. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Psalms 19, 8 through 10. That's what the psalmist refers to. The word of God has been the, the gold. That the word of God, just how precious is the word of God. You know, I think sometimes... We have a tendency to get away from that. We do. I think, you know, I, I, I see some churches today that they're more they're more on wording than they are on just the word. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, you have these churches that uh, I call them Reformed Baptist churches. They're, they're more they're more on the word. 
man's word than they are on the word of God. What the word of God teaches. That's I, I like what one of them said here recently, and I'm not going to mention who it was. Maybe some of you will know when I talk about. He said that he still believed in the Lord's church. So he still believed it was the only kind of church that the Lord ever made. This is one of these that have gone the, the route of reformity. And so I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that out of anybody because I love a lot of these brethren, a lot of these brethren that are, uh, that are, uh, in, in the, it's headed toward the reformed, uh, Baptist trail. I'm, I'm glad to hear that at least one of them said that he still believed the church, the Lord Jesus Christ, was the true church. Not all of them believe that. You have to understand that. I'm going to tell you, some good preachers, some of you like quite well, have gone that route. They've gone that route, and you've got to be careful, folks, because this is some of the things they're doing. They don't have much to do with me. As a matter of fact, one of them, one of them said that uh, I was too hard-nosed is what I was referred to by one of them. I was hard-nosed, and, and, and I, I'm not, and don't make, it doesn't make any difference. They said he's not going to change. He's never going to change. As a matter of fact, one of our members here was told that by one of them, that he's never going to change. He's going to always stand as he stood, and he's going to always be what he is. I had a preacher call me yesterday, not yesterday, Friday, I believe it was. preacher called me Friday, and he said, and you'll know who it is when I say this, he said, I hate it that you can't preach anymore in our Bible conference because of your health and such. But he says, I sure wish you could because he said, we need some of that good, strong preaching that you do. And I was glad to hear that. Glad to hear that from anybody. And certainly uh, this is something that and he knows. He knows as well as I do that this is something that that's not happening anymore. Oh, yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of preaching on the sovereignty of God. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with the sovereignty of God. It, it's everything I believe, everything that my ministry has been built on is the sovereignty of God, that God is sovereign. He knows what he's doing. He knows who he's leading, and he knows what, where he's leading them. He knows, he, he, he knows he's already planned their life. I believe that. I believe God's already planned my life. I believe my life is planned out, and I believe my day of, of leaving here is already set. And I don't know when it is. You know, I get up every morning saying this might be the day. But then I go to bed at night saying, Lord, I'm thankful that you brought me through today. If it wasn't for the Lord bringing us through something, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be where we are today. You wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the Lord bringing you here. You wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that. He, he goes on to say, the psalmist does, he goes on to say, Moreover, by them, that is the word of God, that's what he's referring to here, 
Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and keeping of them is great reward. That is the word of God. Keeping of the words of God. What the words of God teaches is what he's referring to. It is a fact that the word of the gospel of salvation brings life and comfort to the believing heart. We believe that. I know that. I know that for a fact. I know that without a shadow of doubt. I know that the words of the gospel will lead me into Christ. But the problem is, you know, if we get so tied up and go to seed in certain teachings that we can't teach anymore anything that's simple to people, then that's, uh, uh, that's, where, we, that's where we've gone wrong. Speaking of the needs of the Laodicean church, what else did they need? What else did this church need? What, what did this church need to buy of the Lord? Today he states, and white raiment. What do you think he's referring to here when he talks about they need to buy of him white raiment? There's no way that you can buy your eternal robe. No way you can buy your eternal ring. No way you can buy your eternal salvation. No way you can do that. But what he's referring to here is that they need to get back to it. They need to see what the Lord expects of them. Speaking of the needs of church, he said they need white raiment. What else do you think he's talking about here? I think he's talking about the bride of Christ. I'm going to tell you, when you, when you quit teaching about the church, and a lot of preachers have, when you quit teaching about the church, you're going to quit teaching about the very bride of Christ. Because I do believe with all of my heart, and there's no way you're going to change me, I believe with all of my heart that the bride of Christ is in the Lord's church. I believe Landmark Baptist Church is one of the Lord's churches. And I believe that's where the bride of Christ is found, right there. He said you need, you need white raiment. These are the ones who have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb in Revelation 7 and verse 14. There are those. He said there's a number there that no man can number. I mean, that's, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? That means to me something awesome. A number that nobody can number. And here I, here I am thinking that I'm going to stand out like a, a, a sore thumb among them. But yet, I'm going to be among them. And if you're saved today, you're going to be among them. And it's, it's out of that, that, those are the ones that the Lord tells them that they've made themselves ready for the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ is a great number. A great number. I don't agree with this, what some people teach about the bride of Christ. They teach if, you don't mean, as long as you believe in the sovereignty of God, as long as you believe in church truth, you're going to be in a bride of Christ. And, and I don't believe that. I believe the bride of Christ was chosen before the foundation of the world. I believe just like when that great number that we spoke of on Wednesday night of, of Adam's, uh, I mean, of, of of, of Abraham's, uh, those of, of Abraham's lineage. Uh, they were all chosen by the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe the bride of Christ is chosen. I know there's, there's some that disagree with me on that. 
but I believe the bride of Christ is chosen. I believe that great number that is there in Revelation 7 he speaks of. I believe that they have made themselves ready for the bride of Christ. This is a great need for all the Lord's churches. It's to, it's to realize that the bride of Christ is found in the Lord's church. Would you? Would you uh, I, I still believe sometimes I'd stand out like a sore thumb among that great number. But I won't even be recognized during that great number as far as, as people are concerned. Because if this is the one that the Lord is going to, it, it just amazes me. I can't, I can't help it. I can't get over it. A number that cannot be numbered. You can't sit down and say there's 1,550,000. I mean, are we talking about billions? Are we talking about trillions? What, what, what great number are we referring to here when he talks about that number that cannot be numbered? And, and, and I, believe they, I believe they are the bride of Christ. I believe they're the ones that's going to someday going to dwell with him in the new Jerusalem. So they, they need the white raiment. Again, speaking of the needs of the Laodicean church, he states they need to anoint their eyes with eyesalve. What do you mean by that? Anoint their eyes with eyesalve. He speaks of the need for the Holy Spirit. They have a need of the Holy Spirit to dwell within them. He's not saying he's not saying that this church is not one of his churches. Never says that in any way. He, he, he's letting the pastor of this church know what this church needs. And that pastor better get busy and start teaching that church what that church needed. They need their eyes rubbed with eye salve. You, you remember that. I remember I remember when I'd get something in my eye or something, my mom would come out with a salve. And she'd say, this won't hurt your eye. And she'd, she'd rub my eye with salve. Well, let me tell you, folks. He speaks of the need of, for the Holy Spirit. The holy eye salve enables us to discern the things freely given by the Lord to his church. It was the great apostle Paul who stated the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Oh, you, you've had it. You've had it. There's not, a, there's not a person in here that can't tell you that they've, they haven't had their eyes enlightened by the truth of the word. Paul says the, the eyes of the, your understanding being enlightened, that you may know that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance to, in the saints. Ephesians 1 and verse 18. You know. You know what you need. You know what you want. You, you, you might say, well, I, I want this or that. No, you want to know what the Holy Spirit would have you to know. You want to know what the Holy Spirit has revealed to you. Not, not, not what you, you, you think you've gotten on your own. You want, you want what the Holy Spirit has revealed to you in this understanding. A church without enlightening 
Let me say this again. A church without enlightening is a cold and dead church. A church without enlightening. Every one of you have been enlightened. Some of you write some of the best things on, on Facebook because you've been enlightened. Some of you answer the best things because you've been enlightened. Because you do understand. And, and you've understood. Have you understood through the Holy Spirit in the Lord's church? One of the first things the Lord did for the first church was he endowed them with the Holy Spirit. Remember? Remember all the way back to the day of Pentecost? What was the first thing the Lord did to his church? His first church, first church he, he ever organized. The first church, the church of Jerusalem. What did he do? Well, remember the coming of the Spirit of God on the day of Pentecost. The mighty rushing wind sound from heaven. It didn't say there was a mighty rushing wind. He said it was a sound of a mighty rushing wind when the Holy Spirit came down upon that church. It's a great thing. Remember the coming of the Spirit of God on the day of Pentecost, the mighty rushing wind sound from heaven, the cloven tongues of fire that set upon each of them, the opening of their understanding. It was, only, it was then and only then that they began to speak, there was, there was people there, there was people in that church of all different. Somebody asked a statement, I, I, I like Jeopardy. I like to see how many of those things I can answer. I answer more of them than people think, but I like Jeopardy. And they asked a question on Jeopardy. They, they said, uh, they said uh, what? The, the answer was, is, what was it? The Lord brought up on the first church. You believe that on Jeopardy? Couldn't none of them answer it. You know who'd answer it? Old Brother Paul answered it. Got it right, too. The answer was, what is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit was the first thing that the Lord brought up on the church. Great need, great need for that today. Great need for that enlightening today. The more one studies the Laodicean church, the more that one will find it was a is in a terrible shape. But I like this right here, what I said earlier. But the Lord still called them one of his churches. The church at Corinth at Corinth was a bad church. It was a terrible church. It had division, had four divisions in it. And that's what Paul told the church about the Lord's Supper. He said, you don't need to be doing the Lord's Supper because of the divisions that are among you, the heresies that are among you. Well, this little city and church, the more you study it, the more terrible you'll see the church. But one, but it was a church that the Lord still called than one of his churches. You know, I began to think about this. I sat down, I thought about this, and I prayed about it, and I thought about it, and I prayed about it, and I thought about it. I said, if the Lord can straighten this church out, if the Lord can straighten this church out, 
talking, not, not talking about Landmark Baptist now. I'm talking about the Laodicean church. If the Lord can strike this church, what can he do for me? What can he do for me? When I, get, when I turn away, and I have before, and I've turned in the wrong direction, he can bring you back. He don't, he don't just discard you and say, I, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. He'll restore you. He'll restore you back to where you were. I mean, he did this church. This, this, is, a, this is a hope that every one of us, hope that every one of us should have in our hearts today. So, yeah, we've sinned. Yeah, we've done things we shouldn't have done. And we regret it. We regret every one of them today. But just be thankful that the Lord can restore us. I don't know why he does it, Brother Sam. I don't know why he would do it. Why he would do it for any of us. But he will. If he, if he, if he restored this church in the shape it was in, then he can certainly restore me when I get in a bad shape. And I think about that. I, I, I heard, I was listening to a preacher on TV the other day. He was preaching on the shadow of death. And he said some things there that I liked. I don't know what kind of preacher he was. It made no difference. Because he said some things there that I like. I always said that death is nothing but a shadow. Well, he went, even, he went a little further. And he said that shadow is constantly flowing over every one of us. And he said eventually that shadow stops and lights on one. And when he does that, that means that one's time has come. His time has come when that shadow settles on him. You remember when the people, all the people wanted to do was get in Peter's shadow. They wanted, they wanted to get in, they just wanted to get in Peter's shadow. They thought that's all they needed. Well, let me tell you, folks, we need to want to get into the shadow of the Lord. We need to get in, we need to want to get into the shadow of the Lord as it floats by. We want to get into the shadow of the Lord. What a great blessing that is. What a great blessing that is. What does he do? He shadows us from all of the terrible things of the world. And we won't, we won't have any need of those things anymore. There won't be any pain. Yeah, I've got pain. There, there, won't, be any, there won't be any problems. Yeah, I've got problems. I have problems right now. But thank God, someday he's going to shadow all that out. He's going to shadow all that out. I like that. He's going to shadow all that out. The shadow of death. In other words, it's, it shadows everything else out. What a great blessing that is. But the Lord still called them one of his churches. May the Lord bless you, and may the Lord bless Landmark Baptist Church. It's always been, it's always been my prayer that God will bless Landmark Baptist Church. And I pray he has. He has, and he, he will. He will still bless the church, regardless of, Who's here? He'll bless the church that, that are here. All right, and I want a little, little, uh,